When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol podcast. Uh, this week, we are now we now have our Panthers preview, where we welcome in Desmond from the Believe Panthers podcast network. Um, Desmond, it's been an interesting season for you so far. We talked to you back in week two, and you were excited. We were excited. Um, fans hadn't completely turned on Derek Carr yet on our side. Um, for your side, your owner hadn't fired your coach yet. <laughs> um and, uh, you know, there's a lot of optimism for Bryce Young. And then you realize, hey, this guy doesn't have any weapons. And it's, you know, reality kind of set in. But it's been an interesting season for each for both teams so far. Uh, but we'll get into the season so far. We'll get into the game. Um, so we've got Desmond. We also have James and Wesley. How's everybody doing? All good. Good. Well, considering. Considering. <laughs> considering everything. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, this might this might be the last, uh, I guess, the last two weeks of the season where I'm actually optimistic that we should win. <laughs> NFC. I South. think that's fair. I mean, we play we play the we play the Panthers and the Giants back to back, and then after that, I don't know if I believe in anything anymore. I understand. I, I completely understand. <laughs> God, week two seems like two years ago right. at this point for Panther fans. Like that seems so long ago. Well, just, and, and I mean, just so Desmond. I mean, I know at that time, I think we were all excited about what our teams were going to be and neither one of us thought we were in the we would be in the position we are in now um i know that uh, you had a lot of optimism about bryce young and success he had had and what you had seen and um i mean actually even went as far as saying you thought that he could be a revolutionary quarterback and you know change the way the game um, is played and, and the kind of people that we draft moving forward what what's been the problem like you know ask first of all like I know there's gonna be lots of excuses with uh, that, that he can have, or you can, people can have for him with coaching and bad teammates and all that kind of stuff. But has Bryce Young not lived up to his billing on his own too? Um, that's a tough question. A little combination of both, uh, and I'm kind of on that. The past two weeks, I've kind of slipped out of that area of blindly defending Bryce Young because of the stuff around him, which is yep. easy to slip into, and to more just being analytical about everything on this team. Completely, because when you fire Frank Wright, you fire the quarterbacks coach, you fire the running backs coach all in the same day after week 11, and they were very instrumental in picking Bryce Young or bringing him in. You kind of got to look at it like, OK, general manager Scott Fitter, who we we didn't even know why he was still here, why, why he didn't get fired the same day, too. But of course, you got to do roster transactions and things of that sort. You're still in the middle of the season. So I, I kind of get why he's still here. I don't think he'll be here at the end of the year, although there's some reports out now that he may end up staying. Um, he's been here three years. He has not drafted a pro bowler 
in three years of drafts here, which is an indication of just like what's going on. They've traded off so much draft capital to chasing picks. They traded off a second and I think a fourth for Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? Like they traded off Christian McCaffrey pretty much for a bag of peanuts. There was no first round pick in that 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 was a that that was rough at the time. That looks like one of the worst trades of all time, probably ever in Man. Panthers history. It's you're, got you're now one. sitting there saying like, I get it. With y'all, we're like, okay, he's just going to be injured every year, and like he's never going to be productive again. He's kind of been tough. He's an MVP candidate <laughs> across the country, and like I was one of the ones that was like, well, y'all got to look at it from glass half full. He hasn't really played in two years. That's two extra years of tread on those tires. Like yep. he's not going to yeah. be injury prone every single year. But I think our owner, David Tepper, I think he does a lot of these transactions spur of the moment off of Twitter. Like it feels like he's looking at Twitter and the Panthers Twitter because that was what Panthers Twitter was on at that point. Oh, trade McCaffrey, trade McCaffrey. He's overpaid. He's never on the field. It had been like two years running of it. And then just randomly, a week after you fire Matt Rule, you trade the face of the franchise off. Like you intentionally kept him. When you let all these dudes go that were face of the franchise, Luke Keekley retires, uh, Greg Olson, you cut, uh, Cam Newton, you cut. You sent off all these players except for McCaffrey. You kept him and paid him this overpriced salary, according yeah. to people, because he was going to be the new face of the franchise. That lasted two years. Then you ship him off in the middle of the year after you, after you fire Matt Rule. And now you're looking back on it like, well, what did we get for it? Two of those draft picks are playing in Pittsburgh right now, if I'm not mistaken. And... One of those went to Chicago in the trade that we did where we added DJ Moore and two firsts to move up eight spots to draft Bryce Young. Now, Wesley, you're talking about how, you know, I was saying he has the opportunity to be an inspir- uh, uh, generational talent. I do still think that possibility is there. But Dan Orlovsky said this best. We're not going to be able to properly grade this kid till 2025, probably, because next year is going to be another install of a new offense from whoever's coming in. Uh, they've got so much they got to do. Roster wise, I'm surprised they're still playing him. To be honest, I would have probably turned I am too. Andy Dalton at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he needs to sit and watch and learn. And sit and watch healthy. and learn. I mean, you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which was a joke that we were one in ten and still had an outside. Still shot. had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell us we have a chance. Good old <laughs> NFC style. Um, but no. yeah, I mean, I, I feel he has the opportunity, and he's he's shown some glimpses. But again, I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, we traded up all this stuff to draft the number one player in the draft. I'm trying to think of, have I seen enough flashes during the year where Bryce has done something? And I'm like, that's why we packed, we got him number one. Like what he just did right there. You've, that's what You've seen one a did. whole lot of those plays from CJ Stroud. Exactly. And we <laughs> have not lot, seen a, a lot, lot of, of Bryce them. Young. So that's where I'm kind of yeah. like, if we're going to question the front office and talking about firing Scott Fitter and you already fired the head coach who made a lot of these decisions and you did all these things and we're looking at the draft picks they've had. You can't say all of that and then excuse Bryce Young and be like, well, let's wait and see what happens. Like, so it's got to be kind of attached, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to ask you how many Texans games you've watched this year. Um, but before that, before that, I want to ask, I don't, one, I don't understand frying Frank Reich after 10, 11 games. That makes no sense to me. But is the sort of rumor true that you've heard that Frank Reich wanted to draft C.J. Stroud and other people in the building told him we are drafting Bryce Young. That's the rumor that's here, and that's been floating around. We have nothing concrete to suggest that other than um, 
uh, Chris Lee and Dennis Cox do Panthers Playbook, which is another Panthers podcast that's out there you can watch on YouTube. And they talk to, um, I think it was Boomer Sison, who knows Frank Wright pretty well. And Boomer was basically saying, well, he likes big quarterbacks. He likes big look at the quarterbacks he's had like throughout his yeah. career. They've all been the same yeah. kind of size and build and everything. I don't know if Frank Wright came into Carolina with Bryce Mon Bryce Young top of mind. He may have got talked into him, yeah. but if you, there's some stuff, uh, there's Panthers confidential, their preseason series they put out on YouTube where Frank is in the locker room and he's explaining what do you, there's five different points you look for when yeah. you're looking for a quarterback that you're going to take number one. And the final thing that he had said, I mean, it was like accuracy and, yeah. And like two uh, of them are not Bryce Young. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but the last one he said was like uh, it factor. Does he have the it factor? Do people want to follow him? Like, is he a leader in the locker room? Do people galvanize around him? And I have seen that from Bryce. Uh, you don't see it a whole lot in public, like at the podium. He's not that kind of guy. But we've heard reports he's cursed out players and shown some fire. And we saw that. Does, out he, does he have to like find a chair or stool to stand on to look him in the eye? To, to, to <laughs> no, I don't think call so. Him out? No, okay. And, and, and honestly, the socks thing hasn't really become an issue this year. If anything, this year has proven that he can take the hits. He, uh, he's he's <laughs> been hit hard a so couple many times, times. <laughs> and bounces like, right back up. So I mean, so that was so with that, how many Texans games have you watched and watched CJ Stroud and been like, you got to be kidding me, man? Uh I, the only one I've watched in full is the Panther game. Um, and somehow the Panthers held them to 13 points that day. Right. Uh, shout out to the defense. I've seen highlights. I've seen some of the stuff they're doing. I don't think it's a fair comparison because they're in two different situations. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Forget, people forget how much of a haul Houston got from Cleveland for trading off to Sean Watson. Like the reason why uh, CJ Stroud's having such success because he's got Tank Dell. He's got uh, not anymore. Well, yeah, he's hurt now, but he had him. He had uh, who's the yep. other wide receiver? Uh, Noah. Nico. Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Nico, Nico Collins. They drafted us Laramie Tunsil at uh, left tackle. Like for a rookie quarterback to have Laramie Tunsil as your left tackle, like he Bryce doesn't have that. <laughs> Bryce doesn't have any of that stuff, and he doesn't have a defensive minded head coach. I feel like that's what the problem was. David Tepper wants to switch this around, be all analytical, and bring in an offensive minded head coach because that's the fad or whatever around here. But he came from the Steelers, and like he claims he wants to build the Panthers like the Steelers. Go get you a defensive minded head coach and go find some kid that's some offensive genius to run your offense for three years before somebody snatches them up and we'll, makes them a head coach. We'll, we'll give you our defensive coach. You can have them. Yeah, yeah you can have we, our we defensive. Got, we got, head we coach. got a couple of them. We got a whole training, a whole staff you can I, have. I like the one on staff. I like Ejero uh, Ibero. Like, but I don't think he's going to get the job. So, and, so and, you know, there's a lot of names out there. I've, I've even seen multiple things that the they're going to run after Bill Belichick. Oh, um, yeah. There's a lot of names, all the big names. And I understand that David Tepper has more money than just about anybody in sports, except for the Broncos, I think. Yeah, um, money. The Walmart money. Um, but besides the fact that he can just pay you, like, to an outsider, it looks like a bad situation. Like, that you're, one, he, you knew this was a multi-year fix for somebody like Frank Reich, and he got half a season. Mm -hmm. And you'd you'd have to say like i'm getting four years guaranteed before i walk in the door here because this is not and, and we're starting to the saints we're starting to believe like this isn't a one or two year fix this isn't a one-year fix anymore for us we think we've got a long build y'all situation to me the draft capital you said y'all have wasted the general manager that nobody really believes in and can he even draft anybody and then how you've kind of given away all your best players for nothing and then you've got an owner that maybe is a meddling owner who's going to screw it up anyway. 
Like it looks like a bad job to go get hired to to, yeah. to, to want. I don't mind David Tepper taking an interest in a, a property he owns. You know, like that's like yeah. saying, you know, if he owns an apartment complex, why, why is he walking around the apartment complex? Like, why is yeah. he looking in the storage closet? Like, you know what I mean? It's his. <laughs> it's his building. He can do whatever he wants to with it. I don't mind that at all. Um, I do mind Durbin reports were like um in Ron Rivera's last year here. David Tepper wanted him to switch midseason from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense because he Oh, midseason just Yeah, cuz he thought it'd be cooler. You know, like that's what the Steelers ran. So that's what he Don't wanted. realize that we have to like get rid of six players. Yeah, six bring players in some player. Like, I think yeah. Rivera probably tried to explain this to him, but it, Rivera did what the owner did, asked him to do and Rivera was out of a job like 3 weeks later because they couldn't run it. They didn't have the proper personnel. Kind of same thing here. You hire Frank Wright. Frank Wright wants to come in and run like a spread type offense. When everyone in America that watched the Panthers last year knows that was not a spread offense that was on the field. That was a power downhill. We are going to run the ball 40 times. You know we're going to run the ball 40 times. Come and stop it. Like, that was the yeah. offense. The defense was going to hold you to 17 points. They might win. They might not. But they were going to be in games. They had an identity. Frank Wright decided, I don't want to be a smash mouth football team. And he told us, like, verbally to our face, we are not a smash mouth football team. How does the football team respond to that, you know? Yeah. When, the, when you're being when the head coach is telling the public that's not the kind of team we want to be well what the hell do you want to be frank because we don't know like you never we never we to this day we have no idea what the identity of the carolina panthers is like we don't know are you a run first team are you a defense team are you a are you trying to be an air it out passing team they don't feel like any of those things so well we, i think you have i have think you have to win at least three games before you can uh I, you know uh, or at least declare like, your identity <laughs> See, I will say David Tepper, little, I agree. They'll rattle off three at the end. That'll, that's going to be what happens. They're going to win the last three for no reason. <laughs> I, I I agree with you on the thing with Tepper to a point of, listen, if you're the owner and like if if me, if my toy is a motorcycle and his toy that he can afford is a football team, that you, I mean, you understand that if you run into the ground that all the fans leave and like you don't make money from that, but yeah. like that's your toy. And um. I know Cowboys fans have loved and hated it for years with somebody like Jerry Jones that like he's not a football mind, but he also won't give it up. Um, and and then with, with a guy like Mark Cuban, the Maver too. Mavericks fans have enjoyed it because, I mean, he he pisses people off and all like that. The David Tepper thing, obviously, he's a smart guy and he's earned his money. The one thing that I think that you just he would terrify me if he was had my team is David Tepper can be super petty. And like he's got a really famous thing where he would worked his way up through a company, did not get a, a, a get get promoted to partner, left that company, started his own proper company, made twenty million dollars, twenty billion dollars. The old boss that didn't promote him, he bought his twenty million dollar house and tore it down. Yep, just to build another one on the specs. And wow. just 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 I mean, and he's still that way. Like you can tell with some like coaching things and mm -hmm. some firings and all. Like, oh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here for the petty. Get, like I, yeah, I know like I can get. Oh, that's great. Just gotta like, be scared yeah. that. At any point, he can also go a little too far. I'm I'm Team Richard Petty, like Petty, Petty, Crock, Petty Crocker. Like I'm I'm all for the pettiness. Like that, I, I live for the pettiness. I, I wanted an owner that was kind of petty, you know. But yeah. like you know, this was a Carolina Panthers' dream to have like the richest owner in the league. He's yep. kind of cocky. He's 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 looking to do big things. They were building this huge practice headquarters facility in Rock Hill, like right over the state. Yeah. Line. That, People that, looked at that, it like, oh, they're going to build a they're going to build a stadium there in the next five or six years because there was enough room for it, and he owned it all. And then uh, what does he do? The the county decides to pull a okey doke and they're like, uh, 
oh, well, you didn't actually pay this on time or whatever. And he's like, yes, I did. And they're like, no, you didn't. And he's like, all right, fine. I'm just not going to finish building it. <laughs> so it was like $50 million. Again, ready. He just stopped. Yeah, yeah he just yeah. stopped building it because, just because. They could have figured it out. But yeah, David Tepper is the type where he seems like the type if you get on his bad side, you're going to stay on his bad side. Like you're not yeah. coming out of it. And yeah. I think Frank Wright got on his bad side because he's. I, so I was wondering if Frank Reich told him, I told you this wasn't the guy to draft. And he's like, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of in the rumor because the only ones that left, Josh McCown, <laughs> Deuce Staley, they were considered to be in the camp of Bryce Young. Whereas the ones that are still here, the rumor is that they wanted CJ Stroud. And Tepper did say something in that press conference, that weird press conference he had last week after they fired Frank Wright, where he probably shouldn't have said anything at all, but he came out and tried to explain the process of what happened with CJ Stroud, whatever. And in a nutshell, he basically said they were going to trade up to two with Houston and they were going to take CJ Stroud. Like they were already in that, but it was a three team deal with the bears. The bears were dragging yep. their feet. David Tepper was like, and his, his other world trades happened by hitting a button. You don't have to sit there and yeah. wait. So he was getting impatient. <laughs> so they decided to bypass Houston and start talking to the bears directly. And that's why DJ Moore's not here because they got so impatient. Because and that was I heard that was basically the Bears like, oh, you want the deal right now? Mm -hmm. Include DJ Moore and what we're talking about. That's what it was. Either yep. throw in Brian Burns or DJ Moore, and you got it. Yep. And they were like, eh, let's throw in the only thing that our quarterback would have to throw to. <laughs> I heard that was like it was actually like, and the Bears were probably still going to take the deal without DJ Moore, but they're uh -huh. like, oh, you want it done today? Today, oh. today the price is DJ Moore. Yeah, exactly. Brian Burns. If they had just waited. It had been fine. And now look at it. Like DJ Moore's had another thousand yard season. Brian Burns still hasn't been extended for some reason, even though the Rams have come around sniffing twice, offering two first round picks. It's so it's that that's I, it makes no sense because he's not going to resign there. Probably not. Right. <laughs> Especially like, now. <laughs> you just yeah. fired the head coach. Like this is the second Brian Burns has been here since 20 uh 17. 17 was it 17? Yeah. So he has gone through <laughs> Ron Rivera, a bunch of quarterbacks, <laughs> a bunch of quarterback, Ron Rivera as a head coach, then Perry fuels, the interim Matt rule. Then Steve Wilkes was the interim Frank Wright. And now, uh, uh, what's his face? Steve Tabor or Chris Tabor's the interim. So he's had six coaches in five years and has never had a winning season in Carolina. And now they don't want to pay him his money. Like it's, I, I don't, they can tag him. I think it's years. I think it's going to come back in the next two years that y'all are going to make y'all made a huge mistake letting Matt Rule fire Joe Brady as his to 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 buy him the rest of the season because mm -hmm. I think Joe Brady's going to end up coming back around to being a name again like now that he's the offensive coordinator for the Bills um, <laughs> I think I think he's going to come back around and in two years you're going to be like oh wait we fired that guy just so Matt Rule could save himself yeah. And that was part of Panthers' Twitter, too, like that, that stretch. People were calling for Joe Brady's head on Panthers' Twitter, and then a week or two later, Joe Brady's gone. Like, yep. it, same thing. Like, people, Panther fans were like, DJ Moore's not a real number one wide receiver for the longest. I, I don't well, understand it. And then he gets thrown in the trade, probably because Pe Tepper thinks the same thing. And Tepper said something uh, draft night when they drafted Dry uh, Bryce Young that's stuck in my head ever since he said it. And now I'm starting to look at it like, oh, man, he really meant this. He was he he wasn't even at the podium. It was Scott Fitter and Frank Wright talking at the podium, and David Tepper comes out from like behind a curtain or something over on the side, and just starts talking like without a mic, like over on the side of the stage. So everybody shifts over to him, and he starts explaining what happened and how they moved up to number one and all these other things. And he said something about Bryce Young where he was like, "We settled on Bryce 
because we felt like Bryce was going to be like a point guard. And by him being a point guard, be able to efficiently distribute the ball, we could spend less money on skill position players because we have Bryce Young. He said this <laughs> in the press conference. So, and everyone kind of glossed over it, but now I'm going back and looking at it and I'm like, that's exactly what they did. They brought in DJ Chark. They brought in Adam Thielen. They brought in, except for Miles Sanders, who they overpaid for. They brought in all this underpaid talent or, or however you want to look at it. These players at wide receiver thinking that Bryce could elevate them. And he can't. He's a rookie. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. And it's all on tape. Like, that's the thing that's sickening the Panther player. It's all on tape. Like, Tepper, Tepper's only spoke to us six times in six years. But if you listen to when he talks, <laughs> he gives you a whole bunch of nuggets that he probably shouldn't even be talking about. And that thing sticks out even more so today, looking at the roster, how depleted it is. Well, moving into this week, is there a is there a way that the Panthers can beat the New Orleans Saints? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be every week on Believe in Panthers. I end it like the game is going to go exactly the way it did last week. It's going to be a rock fight the whole game. The Panthers defense is going to keep them in it. You won't go up by more in a possession at any time of the game, really. It'll probably be like 10-7 or 13-7 or whatever going into the fourth quarter. Um, once, once you get past 17 points, you being New Orleans, you have won the game. We cannot score more than 18 points in a game, pretty much. Like, once you guys surpass that mark, <laughs> like you get to 20 or whatever it's going to be, you're probably good to go. And then at the end of the game, we're going to look at the box score, and it's going to be like, oh, okay, this looked kind of close, but it's not going to feel close. Like, I don't care who the Saints roll out at quarterback. Well, at least you guys have an idea of what you want to do. Th this, this franchise is in such a flux right now that we get excited when they complete a pass. <laughs> like that's that's where we are. Like, oh, they did it. He didn't get sacked in two seconds. They actually gained seven yards. Like we're there. So I can't sit here and think they're going to beat anybody. Like I don't think they're going to win the rest of the year, to be honest, from what I've seen. Well, our crowd is going to be excited that Derek Carr is probably not going to be playing quarterback. This so is it Jameis Winston? It's going to be Jameis. Be a, there'll Taysom be a big dose of Taysom Hill. Massive oh. dose of Taysom Hill. Oh, I can't stand that dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he's going to do. Like, yeah. That, oh, man. So I will say this. The Panther defense is probably the healthiest it's been all year. Uh, Jason yeah. finally came back. He's been gone since first quarter of week one. Um, he played last Sunday. Uh, Frankie Louvre was banged up. He'll be out there. Brian Burns was banged up. He's Well, he got suspended or ejected from the game Sunday uh, for throwing a punch. But uh, he should be out there Sunday, I would imagine. Um, yeah, that doesn't usually lead to a yeah, that's like a suspension, does it? Yeah, like the next game type thing. So the defense is actually pretty healthy. So that's why I say it's probably gonna be a rock fight because the Panthers' defense, the Panthers' defense is seventh overall in the league in yards allowed. I don't know how that's possible, but they have a pretty good defense in terms of keeping teams out of the end zone. If you take out the at Miami and at Detroit games that we had, two teams that could end up in the Super Bowl. Everybody else, it's been pretty much one possession type games and just kind of tight ones where Panther fans look at it and they're like, oh, we could have won that. That's a winnable game. But if you watch the game, you're like, no, we never at any point in that game did we have control over that <laughs> over that game. So um, I would expect the same thing. I would think the Saints are going to run the ball and pester Bryce Young with their defense all day. Bryce is going to give you an interception or a fumble or something off of a strip sack somewhere in the game like you could mark it down like it's gonna happen it's not even his fault but it's going to happen so i don't think you guys have a whole lot to worry about i was, I was, I was gonna i was gonna ask that question is there anything that you 
think the Saints should be worried about when it comes to the Panthers this weekend? Not on offense. Uh, That's exactly, neither neither running back is averaging four yards a carry. Like um, Chuba just had his first hundred. Well, this is the first hundred yard game we've had as a uh, for any rusher all year was last Sunday with Chuba, and he got one hundred and four. And that's because they decided to run the ball finally. So you might Thielen, get I've seen Thielen have like a couple of games or quarters where he looks young again, but then I've seen him disappear in some some games too. Like has, has he dealt with some injuries to where he hasn't been consistent or is that just his age where he just – and the quarterback play where it's just not getting, getting – No, up. actually it's none of that. I think teams just realized that the only thing that – Bryce he's the one he's Thielen. the one guy yeah so they started doubling adam Thielen, and it kind of took him out the game like that's literally <laughs> that's literally all that's happened now they've started scheming a little bit more and he was in fact he was involved a little bit more this past sunday but uh when you watch this panther team you're going to watch the offense you're going to be like there's no pre-snap movement when they get in their formation they are in their formation they are not moving like they're not really going to do a whole lot bryce is going to be in shotgun pistol 80 percent of the time although i will say this past sunday they did have him under center finally more than he's been this entire season, which led to a lot of play action that worked, which is what we've been screaming for. So you might see some of that. Um, Hayden Hurst has been in a concussion protocol, the tight end for I think going on two weeks. I think he's still in it. So I don't think we'll have him. Um, That's a bad concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Going on a couple of weeks now. So yeah. So we'll see. He And he had kind of disappeared from the offense anyway before that. So that was a free agent acquisition they brought in. Um Defense, they don't cause turnovers. The Panthers' defense does not cause turnovers. That's one of the things that they do not do. They'll, they'll limit you. They'll get you off the field, but they're not going. What to are they going to do if Jameis throws it right to somebody? Are they just going to drop it? Are they? There's been a few like, like a volleyball. Yeah. Now <laughs> the Panthers do like playing against Jameis Winston. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of teams do. So you know, Jameis is prone to throw it to the other team. <laughs> it's kind of his thing. Yes, he is. <laughs> so it could be a back and forth with that, but. uh I think he I think he, I think James had two two completions on Sunday. One of them was a good good completion and the second one was the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen that was going to a defender to be intercepted and another there was a 30 there was up. a 30 yard dart. Oh my god. <laughs> and he tipped it. Another defender tipped it to Chris Olave who was wide it open. Was, it was going straight to a, rece- a a defender to intercept it. Another defender comes over and taps it up in the air over the first defender's head, and Chris Olave <laughs> catches it for a 30-yard catch. Oh. It wasn't anywhere close to Chris Olave. <laughs> no, no, not even close. But, Jameis but J- Jameis, like, yeah. it's not the first time that Jameis has said, just you know, just put it in God's hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I will say, from watching from afar, the Saints, I've been kind of waiting on this year to happen to y'all for like five years. It feels like y'all have kicked the can down the road every year. Like Every year I would look at you guys and I'm like, how are they paying these players? Like, what are they doing? Because they keep literally extending guys and just yep. moving debt down the road. And shout out to Mickey Loomis, who I don't know how he's doing this, but I feel so, like I was like, eventually it's going to catch up to you. I feel like it's starting to catch up to you now as players are getting older. Well, the the, the, the there's kind of three reasons it's kind of catching up or it's about to. Um, two, like you said, um, Demario Davis and Cam Jordan are getting older. Demario Davis is still playing at a high level, and even two weeks ago, he was the number one rated PFF linebacker in football. But watching him, you can see that he's losing some of that. Still very good, yeah. Losing a step. Cam Jordan has basically disappeared this year, um, and the age has finally hit him. So that's a little bit there. Where our big screw job came this year is that we have a thirty million dollar contract for Derek Carr has to be restructured for us to even sign a team 
And if he's bad, we're screwed. And he's bad. Yeah. Um, the even even with the the Demario Davis and Cam Jordan thing, if Derek Carr was a you know top twelve quarterback like we expected, it was all okay. We could just we we had plenty of being able to kick it down the road and everything's fine. And we just but now you're having to um I mean honestly, we're we're gonna probably have to draft or bring in another quarterback, and Derek Carr is gonna be the starter because he's making thirty million dollars a year. Um and you're gonna pay him a lot of money to to you know not not lead the team to victories i, I never understood bringing him in uh to new orleans um because he, he really only had a couple of good seasons and never really consecutively in in uh oakland now las vegas and what in your coach wouldn't he the coach of the raiders at one he point was. yeah and, and but didn't he have like a losing record with them or something? Oh, yeah, he's, he's one he's, of the worst he, quarter his, coaches. His in record yeah. all time is like bottom 10, of T- 10, all time 10 and 10 and 45 or something still, like that. How's he still employed? Like, I come, well, see, I come from a world where owners fire coaches like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jason, do you want to take this part of the show? right? So, when we hired, I thought it was a bad idea when we hired him. I just looked at his record, but everyone's like, oh, it's okay. It was just Oakland, like, he could, because he's such a good defensive coordinator, and he was, but. They just wanted to keep whatever we had going without Sean and Drew, and I just didn't think it was going to work. I also looked, yeah, yes, it was Oakland, and Oakland's a bad organization, but that's still his record. Like it just, right, it just screams like if you want to keep this going, don't just hire this guy who was terrible and got fired. Like it, and it almost seemed like the interview process was a sham. Like they knew they were going to keep Allen, and they brought in all these other guys, mm-hmm. and, and now they're kind of paying for it, but. You know, Loomis doesn't have any pressure of being fired. He's in the inner circle with Gale. And, you know, I've I've been down on the organization as a whole for a, a good year or two, and it's all finally bubbling up, and now all the fans are starting to see it. He's, he's and, getting fired now, does yeah. Loomis is? No, no definitely uh, not. Oh, uh, no, Allen, 100%. Allen. No. Then, then Allen, Allen and Pete Carmichael. You know, I'm just oh, I got you. I got you. That, um, we're going to be competing, to gonna be competing with y'all for problem. Ben Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think. And Ben Johnson's from North Carolina, and I don't think we're going to get him. I'm, I'm actually, I would, I, I've been in the the camp for Jim Harbaugh since last year. I wanted him above Steve Wilkes. Like, I wanted Harbaugh. That's who I wanted. I was like, he's the one guy. He actually played for Carolina uh, toward the tail end of his career. And he's the one guy where I feel like, okay, I'm looking for a, an identity setter. I want someone that matches the identity of what I've grown up knowing the Carolina Panthers to be, you know, smash mouth defense, run the football, huge offensive line, huge defensive lines. Asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want Frank right all nice. Hey, yeah. You know, we'll got to look at the film, blah, 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 blah. I want somebody up there. That's going to represent my team. Steve Wilkes kind of had a little of that in him. Jim Harbaugh is that. And I feel like besides the fact that college football feels like they're trying to push him out, <laughs> the NCAA feels like they're trying to push this dude out of there anyway. I think he's leaving. I think he's leaving sure. too. He, he especially want if to they win. Team. If they win the national championship, he's going to rot off. He's going to be considered a god at Michigan. He's going to come back to the NFL. And I think it's either going to be the Panthers or the Bears. And honestly, I think the Panthers would have the lead in that clubhouse because – uh, the GM for the Bears has actually done a pretty good job. Well, he's been fleecing us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that's probably saved his job. So they're probably not looking to fire the GM for the Bears. And Harbaugh probably don't want to come in where he's got to deal with a GM. Where over here, yes, Scott Fitter is still here as GM. He may not be after Black Monday. And even if he is, you can kind of strip his responsibilities down and let Harbaugh build the roster the way he wants to. He'd come in with a, a top 10 defense, pieces on offense, 
and a former Heisman winning quarterback. Like he would have some pieces there. It would take them some time, but at least he would know what he wants to get it done and get it fixed in a division where honestly, gentlemen, if you guys had your quarterback, oh, yeah. no, fixed out, I mean, can you imagine being, it wasn't that long ago. This was the, this was the most competitive division in football for, because they were all good. Yeah. yeah. And real quickly. It hits, it's day. the most competitive right now because you win eight games and you win the division. <laughs> You're in there. You're going to host a playoff game. <laughs> This is so horrible. Like, right in that stretch, twenty. Oh, some somebody is getting murdered by the the Cowboys or Eagles in their home stadium in the oh. play. Like, you are you are hosting one of those teams. And yeah, they are going to yeah. annihilate somebody in our division. And none of these teams are are even on the same level as the 49ers. Like, they're just, and I feel like we helped that. <laughs> we helped the 49ers <laughs> get to this level where they are by giving them Christian McCaffrey. Like. They they're yeah. not like this without him. Like giving giving Carl Shanahan that type of player was uh, was crazy. Yeah, it's like Merry Christmas. Here's the uh, here's the GI Joe aircraft carrier thing or whatever. Like no even want it for years. Here you go, and that's pretty yeah. much what we did. We gave we gave them Christian McCaffrey. Now they're the best team in the NFC, and he's an MVP candidate. Go figure. <laughs> so yeah. it is what it is. Well, Desmond, we do want to get um, a, a score prediction from you. Um, this. Oh. You know, there's only two more times I get to predict the Saints to win a game this year, probably. But um, we do want to, to get a, a score prediction from you and uh, what you what you think this is going to look like. I mean, my heart wants me to be like, yo, pick them to win. <laughs> pick them to win this game. They can do this. My head is like, remember the previous 12 games, like what's happened in those <laughs> games? They've all been the same. They've all been identical. Y'all Saint- did beat a team that we lost to. Houston, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what happened that day. Like honestly, like <laughs> I think the defense came out super hype because they wanted to kind of show yeah. that their quarterback we, was better than CJ Stroud, and I think that's really what kind of fueled that day. That they just didn't want CJ Stroud to show up. Right, well, we don't we don't know what happened either because we smoked the Patriots thirty four to zero, and then we all went to the game because we were excited to watch the game in Houston, and then we don't show up for the game. <laughs> yeah, and pitch. I don't even want to talk the about it. Thing. The Patriots are like, yeah, yeah, done um, I would say it's a division game, so it's probably gonna be tight, just like last Sunday. Probably, probably about the same thing. I'm gonna say 21 18 Saints, um, which was the exact score of uh Panthers Bucks. <laughs> and you guys will cross 18 points first. Like, yep. once you get past that point, Carolina cannot score, like, they can't score more than 18 points. And, matter of fact, they hadn't scored more than I think 10. In like the past four or five weeks. <laughs> so like they just can't score. Like that's the main problem. They cannot score. So if you guys can get the 17 points, well, we might be able to fix that for y'all. Yeah. Hey, we might. Now, yeah, give the defense a couple of uh, turnovers and, but they yeah, can't look turn at, it over. Looking at y'all's last <laughs> few games, y'all scored 15, 13, 13, 10, 10, and 18. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm going to go with the rock fight of 17, 13 Saints. That's going to be, this could be ugly. Yep. That's a couple of field goals. Bryce will give you one drive. He'll give you one drive and a touchdown, and you'll be like, oh, hey, look at that. Hey, Panthers, hey. But no, it's not going to happen more than once or twice. So you guys are going 27-16, Saints. Yeah, I think, um, and this is just my personal thing, is I, I, I'm here for the, the drama. I want Jameis Winston to have an incredible game um just so we can uh hear the crowd in blue, boo louder than ever 
when Carr plays against the Giants. So, oh, um, yeah. this is this is less that I think this is going to happen, and more like just inject it in my veins so we can deal with it. So I'm going to say 35-18 Saints. Jameis wow. is going to throw five, all five throwing touchdowns for Jameis. I don't, I don't believe any of this, Desmond. Okay, I'm like, wow. I don't, I don't believe any of um, but, but, but I just, I'm here for the drama. I want, I want Jameis to have just the best game of his career, and uh, and, and we'll turn around and uh, and and get craziness against the Giants. I'm like, man, is it 2014? Is this, no. is this Florida State team? None, none, like? none, none of that's happening. But I, but I believe in your uh, your 18 points. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll agree with you and say that the uh, the Carolina is going to score 18. I hope. I mean, and that's sad. <laughs> we get the 18, gentlemen. It's a good day. Like, regardless of outcome. Like, we've we we were just talking about is this the worst season in franchise history? And I don't expect them to win another game that they have on their schedule. Yep. Even with Trevor Lawrence going down, they have Jacksonville in uh, a week or two, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, y'all are gonna get a really high second round draft pick though. <laughs> in a in a draft that has a bunch of wide receivers in it. So that's that's our uh our, uh, just our uh, y'all better not take y'all better. I, don't, I think Brian Thomas goes in the first round, but y'all y'all just can't draft any LSU players, please. Yeah, they need just, like I a just, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like they they need that. <laughs> they need to figure out a way to. Hey, trade you know what y'all should do? You should trade your next year's first round draft pick <laughs> with your second, so you can move up and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Please, please don't put that in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna go put it on Twitter yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. It's that idea. Like they'll call him back up. Like hey. You know that pick we gave you last year? Why don't you give it back to us? We'll give you another first hey, in a second. And J- we'll throw in Brian Burns, too. I'll Jason like and I would be really happy with y'all trading your your second and your next year's first for our this year's first. We can be an eight, a number eight overall to move up and get Marvin Harrison because we, we want to kick this down the road. We want draft picks later. More than yeah. we want them now. We need them so, now. We're like, we so, need I'll, them now. so I'll uh, I'll approve that trade right now. <laughs> uh, Desmond, thank you for coming on. I know we s- t- said it earlier, but tell people how they can find you, and we'll tag you in the, the tweet when this goes out too. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on. I, I still call. I'm never going to call it X. It's Twitter until somebody else comes along and buys it and changes it back. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's at, is it David Tepper? Well, David Tepper. Buy, David Tepper. But... He'll come in and buy, buy Twitter. Um, it's and then <laughs> and then he'll delete it. And then he'll, do like, and then he'll oh, just no. shut it all down because <laughs> somebody tweeted something about him. Um, D-E-Z underscore 3505. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, we actually believe in Panthers actually has social media handles now from the last time I was with you guys. So you can look up, uh, believe in Panthers on Twitter, believe in Carolina Panthers on Instagram and, uh, they keep pounding podcast network on Facebook and you can find all this stuff in video format there. And when we do them, we just finished doing our live one, uh, right before I hopped on with you guys. When we do them, we do it where it's open mailbag. So people that are watching can actually comment and give takes and stuff while we're actually on. So it's it's kind of therapeutic for Panther fans like to get on and kind of express why they're mad <laughs> for whatever happened the week before. So definitely come and check us out. We'll still be on throughout the season. The episode we just did, most of it was about the college football playoff. So it's, y'all, uh, y'all need to start focusing on who's who you're getting in the second and third round, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not there yet. We, we haven't got that far, not deep into it. But uh, we are that part of the season where we're like, okay, what else can we talk about besides the Carolina Panthers this week and <laughs> fill in some of the space? So uh, we keep it entertaining. And the Panther fans, it's not like we haven't gone through this before. So uh, no matter how bad that record gets, Desmond, y'all, uh, y'all keep pounding. That's the motto. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. In fact, that they do. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Cheers, Desmond. Thanks, mate. Thanks.
this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, full on song, I'm fighting for my soul, God get at you boy, you trying to poke on fall back, I go hard, on this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, full on song, I see them long, hard times to The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.